So I think as a homeschooler, we've all been in a situation where people ask us about socialization. And I love being a second generation homeschooling mom because when people look at me and talk to me and find out that my kids are homeschooled and they say, oh, well, how are they going to get socialized if you homeschool? I get to look at them and be like, well, I was homeschooled K to 12. And they're like, oh, and they can't really say anything after that. Hey guys, it's Bonnie from Dwelling Logs. Welcome to the Dwelling Logs podcast. I am Bonnie. I am a Jesus lover, farmer's wife, and second generation homeschooling mom. Yes, I was homeschooled K-12, never been to a year of school in my life. And guess what? I'm not socially awkward, people say. Shocker. I mean, and I don't even think I went through a phase of being socially awkward. (laughs) Here I am. Anyway, (laughs) self-proclaimed. I have three kids and I started Dwelling Logs to share things from my life and my heart that will encourage and help other moms and facilitate the foundational building blocks for our homes, our kids, our parenting, and our homeschools. So today I I want to continue on the series talking about our homeschool tool belt. What tools do we have to help us homeschool our kids? Because we actually have a lot of tools that aren't just like super obvious. And one of the ones I want to talk about today is community. Community is a tool and it is so useful in different facets. Community is healthy. Community is good for our kids. Community is good for the moms. We really, really need to, to embrace community. It's good for our culture. It's good for our generation. It's Community should be a plus and a positive in our minds. So my story, when I was a kid, um, my mom was very social. Um, so she went for coffee dates and because we're homeschooled, we'd often just pack up our books and go with her wherever she went. Sometimes it was with another homeschool family, so we did our bookwork together at someone else's house or our house with other kids. Sometimes uh, she was just having coffee in a cafe or a restaurant with someone. So we would park our books on the table beside my mom and she would have her little coffee date and we would just do our bookwork beside. Um, so she was very, very social. Uh, she loved getting together with other homeschoolers or any anybody else in the week. Didn't matter if it interrupted our homeschool day our schedule didn't work like you had to be home in the schoolroom. Our schedule worked so that you could do your checklist and you could take your books wherever you went. So I think that she is a big reason why I am as social as I am and as comfortable with people. And I didn't have a problem being homeschooled all the way with like the socialization question, which I know is a hot topic. And I am so not going to go into it in the way that a lot of people go into it. But I do believe that homeschoolers are very, very, very social people. Uh, Very, uh, we'll leave it at that for now. (laughs) Um, The other thing growing up is we did have groups. So we had kids clubs, all the church events. So uh, we had kids clubs once a week. Um, We usually had some extra, you know, Sunday school things to go to. So church every week. Um, We also, our church did a drama club that we were part of when they had drama club. There was this thing called Arts Academy that was not a church thing, but it was something once a week where homeschoolers could go and learn about Mozart and Bach and different music things. We did a puppet show for our town through the Arts Academy. So there was different things that we could get or uh, like plugged into. There was a retired French teacher uh, in our town and a bunch of us homeschool families got together and we asked him if he would teach us a French class. So we did it almost like a co-op style where we got uh, a French class that we could do with other homeschoolers. 
we went to a weekly date with some friends of ours and brought our sewing machines and we did sewing for a while with this other family that was homeschooling as well and we would take time to learn how to make dresses and quilts and just have a lot of really good time together yeah there's lots of opportunities there's sports we were involved in swimming heavily so i would say that not all of this was at once we didn't go out for an organized activity or a club event more than twice a week but over the years this is kind of all the things that i was involved with um so basically books move though with you so no matter what was going on in our week we weren't bound to our home we weren't bound to our house uh, we adapted with whatever environment we went on following our mom so i think that was really really good and so now um for my story now actually you know what first before i get into that let's talk about community let's talk about how how beneficial it is to be with other people how encouraging it was for me as a homeschooler to go and be with other homeschooling kids and just see i'm not alone they're doing the same thing it was really nice to get to know some of my mom's friends i was friends with a lot of my mom's friends that she had coffee with and those relationships would never have happened if I was in school all the time. And it was really cool to connect with adults. I think that that is an advantage of homeschoolers or kids that have interaction with other adults and not just kids their own age, is you learn to interact and build relationships with people that aren't just your own age. I mean, I remember actually, it was one of my mom's best friends who taught me my nines times tables. She taught me a little trick and now I still multiply nines the same exact way as how she showed me. And I remember when I was older, like a teenager, I built a relationship with like a grandmother figure of a lady who was in an old folks home. Can I say that? Is that politically correct? That's what we used to call it. And you know, my parents didn't really have a connection with her, but we would go grocery shopping and I'd say, mom, can I come? You can drop me off at the lodge and you can pick me up afterwards. And I had a friendship with like an 80 year old lady that was a friendship. It wasn't like, oh, you should go visit someone. It was a genuine desire to be with that person and have community with them. And it was really cool because I don't know anyone else my age that's not homeschooled that has that. And I'm not saying there isn't public schools, there aren't public schoolers that are out there that can associate with people of different ages. There definitely are, but I think that they're rare. And so I think that as a homeschooler, I had that advantage and I wanna give that advantage to my kids. I want my kids to know that age is not a boundary. And so I think that's a really big part of, of community. Now. My own story going forward though, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time or you follow me, you know that I have one medically complex child. Now, before I started homeschooling and we, we knew that homeschooling was a strong option, my, my husband was private schooled in a Christian private school. So that was, it was kind of gonna be one or the other. And so I think that we were going forward thinking about homeschooling and in my mind, I thought, well, you know what, if when I homeschool, I'm gonna do it similar to my mom where we go everywhere and the difference though is i grew up in town we live in on the farm now though so i thought okay we got farm kids that means we're gonna have to drive them everywhere when i was young i could walk to my places that i needed to go when i got old enough now that's not going to happen so we're going to have to have a bigger commitment to drive our kids to things they can't just you know walk down the block and play with a friend we have to make play dates and different things like that have to be organized differently when you live in the country so that was something that was kind of a hurdle i could see advantage being we can do nature walks and nature studies and go to the river and have all these other wonderful homeschooling benefits but the community benefit wasn't uh, necessarily an advantage being in the country. And so I thought, okay, we gotta be committed to go to town. 
to get involved in things and I want to just homeschool at home and be involved in everything we possibly can, all the community stuff. You know, uh, our schools where I live aren't super open to homeschoolers. It's a little hard to get your foot in the door to anything the schools are doing, which is totally fine. That's, you know, organization wise that keeps them sane if they can just worry about their kids, which is fine. But there's a lot of community things, community sports and activities and and just little organized things that the community does for children uh, of certain ages and things like that. So I thought um, we're going to be totally involved in everything we can possibly be involved in. We're going to be going to the library every day and reading clubs and all this stuff. So I had this picture in my mind of homeschooling and doing our academics at home and going out into the social world as many times a week as I could possibly fit in, in my imagination. That's how I thought it was going to go. But then we had our second son who is medically complex and he is extremely fragile. Like a cold can take him and put him into the ICU where he is on machines and being poked and prodded and tortured basically, but necessarily to survive. <laughs> so that has just, whoa, taken my picture totally out the window. In the winter time, we don't do play dates at all unless it's outdoors. In the summertime, we are very careful to either promote going outdoors with friends or we have to make sure everybody's healthy before we go over to their house. And so that really has put a damper on things like that. We also don't go into public places. So we don't go to the library during library hour when everyone's there. We go first thing in the morning when it's empty. Um, so that has really put kind of a monkey wrench sort of into uh, my picture of, of how we can have community. And so our physical community with people is kind of seasonal in a way. Uh, summertime, we definitely try to up it as much as we can and doing outdoor sports and things like that. But we can't do the indoor activities, at least not in this stage in, in, my, in our lives. One thing, though, that we do have, thanks to the 21st century, is our online community. Now, you guys, oh, in my life, my homeschool community is online. I know that co-ops are awesome and, and wonderful, and if you have the opportunity to actually get together with your homeschool people physically, do it, because there are way too many screens nowadays, not enough real people, real relationships, okay? Hugs, real hugs are good, not emoji hugs. <laughs> but in my life, Emoji hugs are the ones I get the most often. <laughs> so in my life, online community has been amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about my online community journey because it started on Facebook. I didn't have Instagram when I first started homeschooling my son, my oldest son. And I found that I got involved in all these homeschool groups on Facebook and I was so excited. I, you know, as part of general homeschooling groups, homeschooling groups for my area, homeschooling groups for my curriculum, and it was really awesome, I thought, until I started seeing a trend where people are kind of snarky and I am injured very easily. <laughs> I take things very personally and when people make offhand remarks, tongue-in-cheek remarks, passive-aggressive remarks, I really get hurt and so I actually found that at most of the groups that I was on when I first started homeschooling I'm actually not on anymore because of just different things that were said and it was really hard for me so just be prepared for that I encourage you to go find Facebook groups and online groups I think that they're really good but if they're not feeding you if they're tearing you down unfollow, get rid of them. Don't stay there because I think that it's really important that when we seek out community, we seek out positivity from that. And if your community isn't giving you positive positivity in your life, then you do need to switch it up. So there, oh, oh, my kids are calling me. I got to pause. 
Okay, I'm back. <laughs> community in our own household can be a little hairy. All right, so where was I? We were talking about online community. So basically, I, there's one group and I'm not associated or affiliated with them in any way other than that, that I'm a member and I enjoy their group. <laughs> and it's Keem, Keep Calm and Homeschool On. I enjoy that group because it's very diverse. A lot of people homeschooling with different styles. And I just find that the judgmental comments are less. I also do Gather Around Homeschool. So I'm part of the Gather Around Homeschool community on Facebook. And I really like that one too. But it really is only suitable for people who are interested or are using Gather Around Homeschool. So it doesn't really apply to everybody. But I encourage you to go check out keep common homeschool on because that's one group that I haven't left because I enjoy it <laughs> and it's so active so when you do post you get lots of responses and that's always really nice so that's my Facebook experience what I want to say that's different is I have opened up an Instagram account since I started dwelling logs a little just a little over a year ago and wow Instagram is so nice the moms on there that I've connected with are so friendly and encouraging and I just, I'm not torn down on there and there's just a, a, something different about it. I think I've talked to other people about that when they compare Facebook and Instagram, they say Instagram is actually a much nicer community, um, friendlier <laughs> and I found that to be true. So I have a lot of mamas that I've actually connected on Instagram. Sometimes it's commenting and sharing posts and, and doing like that, but a lot of it is private messages. I private message people, uh, give and receive audio um, messages on there. Like you can hold the audio button down and just like send someone like a voice a voice message. It's like a, it's like a voicemail. So I've actually started some really cool, very real authentic relationships on there, which I really, really appreciate because in my circumstance, I need to find my community online without like person-person inter interaction. So that's really, really cool. And so I think we need to use social media if we need to use it and it can be a good place, but just be prepared to ditch what doesn't encourage positivity in you. Um, as well, I should mention the YouTube community is pretty cool. YouTube community is cool, except it's time consuming. So when you really wanna really engage and really interact with people, you have to watch their whole videos. You never know, are they six minutes? Are they 25 minutes? So if you have the time, then YouTube is really fun too. Um, but I do enjoy my YouTube community with my mom is there too. And it's really, really fun. And if you're a creator, it's cool because you can do some collabs and stuff. I haven't done YouTube collabs yet, but I, I think it'd be fun to get into it because there's a few that I've seen that other moms have done that look really, really great. So let's move on from online community, more about community itself. So I think that the importance of community, if we can wrap this up and just saying that being part of something bigger is, is part of community. Community doesn't necessarily mean you make a lot of friends, but being a part of something bigger. Maybe you read a homeschooling book that other people have read. You can then seek out that community and just have common ground with people. Um, it's about being a part of, of the homeschool world and the movement. And that is one facet of community. Even if you're not best friends with everybody that you're talking to about this book, you're still a part of it because you're interacting and, and it's something that you have in common. The next one that I have on my list that is, a, is a facet of community is personal interaction. So when you do have that person to person contact, so you might be on a chat form about a book and that's like being a part of something bigger, but when you actually like one-on-one -on -one interact or chat with someone, you have personal interact at interaction with real people. And I wanna take an opportunity to just side note, remember that these are real people. If you're the one that is tongue in cheek and snarky, 
Remember that these are real people behind the screens. If you wouldn't say this to a friend or say this to a stranger or someone at a homeschool convention that was right in front of you, don't type it. You know, I think we need a little more of that to remember we're real people, they're real people. What you say online is really read by real people. <laughs> Never mind, are you good at writing things in a clear way and not to be taken the wrong way? That's a whole nother topic. But I think that's something that we really have to remember for ourselves. When you're typing, make sure you're saying something that you would really say and be be kind. Um, so anyways, and then the other facet, obviously, with community is relationships. So friendships, okay? So you can build friendships with people in person or online. You got friendships and you have fellowship. When you interact with people, especially in person, you have friendship and you have fellowship. If you are in in a co-op and you just find like your best friend isn't there, go anyways because you still have fellowship with people. You're still getting together and having personal contact. That is so good for your body and your mind. And it is, fellowship is just as important, if not more, than actual beautiful friendships, which are very cool, but sometimes rare. Fellowship is really important as well. Um, Relationships can be collaborations with other homeschoolers. Online, you might see collabs where you just like work on something together. It can happen in real life too. Hey, I have an art project. Do you guys want to do it with us? You know, so collaboration with each other in your relationships. And then you can also build relationships with even just people that you follow. So I have I I have a one-sided relationship with a lot of people and moms that I love to follow online, um, and or people that I admire even in my real everyday life. There's homeschooling moms that I love what they're doing, and I have a relationship with hearing about what they do and see what they do and following them on Facebook or Instagram or talking to them uptown and just hearing how their week went. I have a relationship with them because they inspire me. So even though I might not be their, their best friend, I admire them a lot. <laughs> and that is also part of relationships. So relationships don't have to mean like you're buddy-buddy with everybody, but relationships have a lot of different facets that are very valuable in community. So anyway, I just wanna really emphasize today that relationships and community are very important You can find them everywhere. If you can, make sure that you don't box yourself into just online. Try not to box yourself into online. I know that I have a lifestyle and circumstances that kind of give me no choice most of the year, but boy, mentally and physically and health-wise, we need that personal interaction. Our world, our generation, our our economy, our everything, our culture needs that person-to-person contact. We need a hug when we see each other. You know, we need we need to be near one another. There's something physical that happens that's healthy for us that's different than online. But I, I definitely don't put down online relationships too because I got that going. So, but I do want to emphasize real life relationships. Be genuine online, be genuine in your person, in front of people, and and make connections where you can. So this is just one more tool in our tool belt is community. There is a community option for you out there. Don't go without homeschooling community. Don't do it alone. Don't put everything just by yourself, roll up your sleeves, I can do this. You know, if you're a Miss Independent, I'm kind of that way too please remember to seek out community because it is a very valuable tool that is at your disposal. 
So anyway, thank you for listening today or watching if you're watching on YouTube. And we will talk to you guys next time with our next tool that's in our homeschooling tool belt. See you later.